And welcome to another Friday. It's another episode of Speaking for Him with our host, Andrew Kamasin. Hello, Chad. It's great um, to be with you, everyone. And if you recall, um, pretty early on in the podcast, I wanted to take an opportunity for the listeners to get to know Adam McNutt, who was at that time my regular co-host on this show. And so I I decided that I would have a similar conversation with um, Chad Cashman, who joined a few months ago as uh, an executive producer, and i um, very excited to have that opportunity. So we're just going to have a conversation, and I know it will be a, um, an interesting one. Um, I actually don't know what I'm in for, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you're in for either. Uh, but uh, let's start with an easy one, Chad. Can you tell us a little bit about your family and maybe a little bit about grow- your growing up years? Well, <laughs> it all started as a child. I was born and raised in Grand Rapids, Michigan. To a poor family on the north side of town. Are you laughing at my distress? <laughs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, sorry, I did not. I'm coming back to that violin music at some point. Okay, okay, okay. okay. okay, right. okay truth is, yes, I was born and raised in Grand Rapids. Um, um, we actually moved to the uh, suburbs of Wyoming when I was in sixth grade and um, graduated then from the late Wyoming Park High School. Um, rest in peace, Vikings. And so my family, well, my, my mother passed away when I, when, um, back in 2003 from, uh, from cancer. She had cancer of the lungs, cancer of the liver, cancer in the brain, cancer in her kidneys. Um, and she passed away. My father lives in Cleveland area. They were divorced when I was young. Um, so I have a sister and a brother, um, and I, my personal family, um, I was married. I have an older son who is, this is going to age me a little bit. He is in Seattle. He's 20 something years old. Here. Um, I'll tell you how old he is. I'll be totally honest with you. He's, years old, and he works for T-Mobile, and he makes a lot more money than me, um, and that's totally awesome. I think that's every parent's dream for their child. I also have a daughter and a younger son. My daughter is just about to turn 16. I just signed her up for driver's ed today. Does that scare you? It, out of my mind. My only daughter, my baby girl, does not drive. She doesn't even turn 16, but it's going to happen anyway. So it's one of those things I'm arguing with God about right now. And I have a son who is about seven and a half years old. All right. Well, it sounds like you have your hands full in a good way. And um, it's great to hear some of that stuff. I know my dad, my sister, um, Charity, she's about to turn 17. And my dad said, I thought we discussed that you can't get older. Yeah. And so, and so then, she's, then she's like, okay, I'll turn 15 instead. 
But then my sister Hope was like, you can't drive a car if you're 15 without a parent in the car. She's like, oh, then that won't work very well. (laughs) So aging is something that happens to all of us. Except me. uh, Well, except me too, but. This is this is what's going to happen with me. I'm going to be like Dick Clark. You remember Dick Clark, American yes. Bandstand, and the, Dick Clark New Year's Rock and Eve. That's right. And he was considered to be the world's oldest teenager. And he looked young his whole life, and then all of a sudden about a year before he passed, he started to age like rapidly. That's going to be me. Well, um, Jack Benny was kind of the same way of old-time radio because he always said that he was 39. Mm-hmm. So when I first heard that, I was like, well, that means he died pretty young. But then I looked him up and realized he wasn't 39 all those times. He said he was 39. He just kind of threw it out there because he thought it sounded good. So, yeah, it's kind of that same thing. Or when you choose an age and you say you're holding. uh, (laughs) You want to know how old I am? He's going to give us another straight answer, folks. Okay, here comes a straight answer. That's young, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Well, and I got to say, along these lines, I, I, I get called Mr. Gomison all day at school. Mm-hmm. And I still have a hard time with it because Mr. Gomison's my dad. So yeah, just, no putting that, just putting that out there. Um, all right. Um, did you always have an interest in radio? Yes. Yes, in um, fact, my brother and I were talking about that today. Were you the kind of kid like me who would make the mixtapes and put your own DJing on them? Um, I I did mixtapes, but it was me and my friend. We used to pretend to do radio. And um, we, um, <clears throat> we would play the music off of players. And um, we would keep switching and um that's just you know that's kind of where my interest got started all right um and how long have you had a job here at wjq where our home base is since 2012 so yeah god has really blessed me that i was able to find um chad and that he had availability to help me on the production side of things when Adam got busier. Incidentally, I think now would be a good time to let you know that it looks like they're kind of going to kind of be splitting some duties this um, spring and summer because both of them have a lot on their plates. And so um, we figure if they can split the duties, then we can keep bringing you the Speaking for Him podcast on a regular basis and not have any interruptions. So be praying for us as we put together that schedule. Because and just remember, of the two producers, I'm the best. Isn't that right, Adam? <laughs> I love my sound effects. <laughs> yes, uh, Chad definitely has utilized sound effects a lot more than than did Adam. But I, I'm finding that we have sound effects available that I didn't realize we did. So that's an awesome thing. <laughs> it's a good thing to know. Uh, all right, here's a good one, and I'm. Crossing my fingers that this um, is something that we can actually air on the podcast. What? But, but um, what is – I'm just teasing you, Chad. Chad's a good guy. But what is something strange or unusual that we probably don't know about you? Okay. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> that is. But could you tell us something even funnier that doesn't have to be redacted? <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, you, did you ever see the movie A Christmas Story? You know, Ralphie, the... Um, yes, uh, you'll shoot your eye out, you'll kid. Shoot your eye out, kid. Okay, so in that, there was a scene of the boy who stuck his tongue on the telephone pole. And all the kids left him and went inside, and he was stuck. And this is what happened to me, something similar, except my tongue didn't get stuck on a pole. Um, I was climbing a fence at school. We weren't supposed to climb fences. Okay, and it was one of those chain link fences, but the top parts were bent down for safety reasons. Well, my pants got stuck and ripped uh, inside one of those little hook things on the chain link fence on the top, and I was left hanging upside down. And my friends, the bell rang. They went inside and left me there. So hanging. Just a curious question. Um because I, I, I think I've heard this story before, but one detail I haven't heard is how long were you hanging there before someone rescued you? Oh, I had to have been about five or ten minutes. But it probably felt more like a half an no, hour. No, it felt forever, hour. knowing that the kids inside the classrooms were looking out the windows at me, including the girl I had a crush on, by the way. So, Which it, ratchets it up to a whole other level. Which, yep, exactly. So when Mrs. Brown, our principal, came with a pair of scissors... I was very relieved. Yeah. Although I had one normal pant and then one oh. that was a bell bottom the whole day. Well, you can probably you can probably be glad that they didn't have smartphones with cameras at that oh, point. Oh, I would have gone life. viral. I would have been viral. You know, you would have been a meme the next day. I would have been or a big the same meme. Day. A big meme. Uh so that is a very uh, fascinating story. And um, I think Adam had a similar story. So I think that's kind of a commonality among producers. I was speaking for him. Don't ask me why, but uh, it is. I don't know how to read that. Uh, I've never gotten stuck on a pole with, by my pants, but I have driven my wheelchair into a pool. So, Oh, yes. do tell. Well, my, my, brother, my brothers were taking swimming lessons at the Y. Okay. I was probably nine years old. And I was watching them by the side of the pool. And one of the rules that they always tell the kids is don't walk or run on the chocolate. The chocolate was a brown area that was closer to to the pool. So they were mm-hmm. like, as long as you stay off the chocolate, you'll be fine and not risk falling in. Well, I they all moved from the pool to the hot tub, which was on the far end of the pool area. And I was going around the pool to join them over there. And um, I got too close to the chocolate. I went over to the side in my wheelchair, and fortunately the lifeguard saw me, or we wouldn't be doing this podcast today. So, there you have... Um, there you have a pretty dramatic story from my childhood, and just one of many times when I realized that God was going to protect me and keep me here until he was done with me. Because there's been a... Because there's been a couple <laughs> if of, you should, of times... You should see the look on Andrew's when, face. Every single time I push one of these buttons on my wall here, it's just like... there. There's been... He just kind of... It throws him off, too. Yes. And it throws him off. He's got this thinking pattern going, and you can see his, <laughs> his brain is working, and then all of a sudden, I just pull out a... 
And then he just like stops and he looks at me for a second and he tries to keep going. He's this, a good this sport break, about it. This break brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> all right. Um, getting back on track though. I re- in all seriousness, I have really seen God really put his hand of protection on me in several Amen. occasions. And he, and he says, you know what? I mean, it's not a license to be foolish. Let me put that out there and be very clear about that. But he's basically said to me on numerous occasions, until I say it's time for you to go home, you're going to be here serving me. And it's such a relief to know that because you go into the each day with new hope and new possibilities in a way that you wouldn't that that you wouldn't otherwise, at least from my perspective. Um, so you've been working on um the podcast. I think um you started recording with me in October. I think if so. If I'm yep. not mistaken, which incidentally was the was the month in 2012 when we started the podcast. So um that means that Adam was um ex- the exclusive producer for about. Almost exactly the um, the first five years, and now you've been here since October. So, what are your thoughts about producing this show so far? Hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of I I, I see this this podcast as pastoral. Some podcasts are controversial. Some podcasts are entertaining. I mean, by that, I mean they focus on entertainment. Mm. But Speaking for Him tends to be a pastoral. It's like, okay, this is what we as the body of Christ need to know. If you're not part of the body of Christ, this is something that maybe you should know. And so I see this as a pastoral ministry. And I I see you as a pastor type. And I definitely appreciate that you mentioned that because that really is – in the midst of all the other fun stuff we do, and I, I definitely do want to come up with some more fun things to do, probably that involve sound effects. But uh, don't get me started. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, but what I what I'm saying is, I'm glad that you noticed that because that is the the, the driving force, and so I'm glad that that was picked up by you, even though you haven't been in that producer's chair for very long. Um, so I do appreciate that, and I definitely appreciate. Your work, guys. I I couldn't do this podcast if it wasn't for the people at Lanzer Broadcasting who opened the studio and said, "Hey, you can do this show." They're good, and, and then um, also for the producers that God has put in my way. Because when I first heard that Adam had to step away for a while, my first thought was, "Should we end the show?" And in realistic terms you know adam always joked with me that we had surpassed a lot of um a lot of tv shows because we'd done by the time he he left for from full time we had already done 250 plus episodes so you're talking about a lot of time a lot of longevity and and unlike some some podcasts that have seasons we never did that. We have never stopped producing original content for the show. Sometimes I hit a wall and I'm like, God, what do I do? And then he, he provides the answer and we've been able to provide fresh content now for almost, um, 290 shows. So this is a big deal to be able to keep it going. And when I first heard that he was stepping away, I was like, what am I going to do? Who am I going to find? And then I started putting out feelers for people, um, among my Facebook friends and such 
for people that might be willing to come in that had some knowledge of it. And I just wasn't getting a lot of feels. And Adam was like, why don't um, we check with Chad? He would probably be willing to help you out. And so I um, I checked with him, and, and I had seen him in passing a few times before that. But we hadn't really sat down and talked. But I'm really glad that Adam pointed us together, and I believe God has um, brought us together as co-hosts and um, given us the opportunity to work together, and we're developing a friendship, which I really appreciate. So, Except for I, at concerts, when I try to say, hi, hey, how you doing, and I... He's got so many people around him, and he just, like, ignores me. I'm, I'm, now, I'm, if we could just get them to be of the female persuasion, <laughs> <laughs> just in full disclosure. No, actually, I only want one. I don't want to go on The Bachelor or anything like that. You don't want to go on The Bachelor? I just want one young lady that doesn't turn tail and run when she finds out that I'm interested. You know, in my opinion, The Bachelor has a lot to do in common with professional wrestling. Okay, I want to hear this. Fake. It's all fake. Well, there, there's only I so, like wrestling, by the way. There's only so much um, uh, there's only so much you can do as far as relationships go when you are behind ca- when you're in front of cameras for like a five week period so they can record you doing everything and then you're supposedly supposed to develop um, a relationship. Now, incidentally, there's only been like two or three people married in The Bachelor, and um, one of them is actually an outspoken Christian. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that I know of that is such. And um, even though I still, I actually here's a here's a full disclosure confession. I actually decided to watch um, the first episode of his season. And then there was a lady on there with that only had one arm, and so I was intrigued, and I actually watched um, that season. I ended up following it for that season. I didn't really follow it much after that because I wasn't a big fan of the concept. But his story and the way he conducted himself on the show was an example. So I think that examples can even come out of that. But yeah, as a general concept, I don't think that anybody can date 25 women at a time. And just this idea that you have to decide after a week to let certain ones go, you know, I would like the opportunity to spend six weeks getting to know one person and then deciding whether we go forward from there. But trying to do it with 25, that's a bit much. Mm. I do know that um, there was a short-lived show called It Takes a Church, which was kind of the Christian's answer for it. I never watched it. Apparently the the, the seasons of it are on Netflix, so if you want to check that out. And I don't know how we got on this conversation, but um, this is what happens when... I know. This is what happens when Chad and I just riff on the, on off the microphones, and you're getting to hear it on the microphones. So, But I, I have appreciated this conversation, and that's the thing with Chad. You, um, Adam was was great. He is great, but he offers... Adam, if you're listening, I didn't tell him to say that. He is great. But he doesn't deviate from the notes that much. But with Chad, I never know what direction we're going to go because he's not afraid to deviate from the notes. So if you've noticed that subtle or not so subtle change in the podcast over the last few weeks, 
that is why, because Chad is a very different person than is Adam, and there's nothing wrong with that. They I both have the add tendency, their own flair. I have the tendency to speak when I have something on my mind, and unfortunately, he's got me in trouble in the past because sometimes I'll say something that needs to be said that may not necessarily want to be heard. Or maybe it's not, may, maybe the things that we do need to say aren't always said in the right way. I know I have that problem too. But that's why I got a podcast because I love to talk and because I needed an outlet. Right. And I used to do this just, you know, on my tape recorder and now at least I distribute it to people and they can listen if they want to. And that's why I have a co-host incidentally. So I know at least one person is listening or pretending to listen to me. So. Huh? There's what, that. what was that? <laughs> I'm sorry. That. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that last part. So anyway, thank you, Chad, for sitting down with us and being the focus of um, this podcast um, today. And um, we've turned some interesting corners and talked about some interesting stuff. So um, we will hope that you enjoy this kind of departure from the norm, so to speak, with our podcast. And we will hope that you have a wonderful week. And above all, that you keep Thank you for listening the best to t- of Masters. Oops. <laughs> I got carried away with those buttons. That's okay. You'll edit it. It will uh, Maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe they'll see how human I am. Take it away, announcer guy. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 